The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any. Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday. What does that mean? That means we've got the civilian goat, Greg Cosell. There is nobody better at breaking down the video, previewing these games, starting tonight, Niners, Giants, and the rest of them, than the NFL Films legend. We'll get to Greg momentarily. We, of course, are presented by DraftKings. Love those dudes. Love those of you that spread the word via social media. I'll announce a winner tomorrow. All you have to do is repost the show on any platform or like or comment or anything at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, at Ross Tucker Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Then we love those of you who take advantage of any of our awesome sponsors that you hear on the show. And then YouTube, we are growing like crazy on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. If you make a comment on one of our YouTube videos and subscribe, I'm going to pick one of you and I'll give you a cameo style video for whoever you want it to be, a little shout out, if you will. Speaking of shout outs, welcome Brian Vickers, our latest patron, patreon.com slash RT Media a lot more people becoming members of the Tuckheads family. They're our private Slack channel. That's for you guys and only you guys. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Greg, there's a lot to get to always. We shall start with tonight's game. It's the Niners. It's the Giants. Giants coming into this one, Greg, pretty beat up. Yeah. What will you be looking for? What do we need to know? The Giants, man, they needed that comeback against the Cardinals last Sunday in the worst way. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how the Giants can work their passing game against a really, really good 49ers defense. Um, Daniel Jones played really, really well in the second half. I thought they made a few adjustments. They started to play more 12 personnel, and I think they knew what they were going to get 
from the defense, from the Cards defense once they did that. They also started throwing the ball a little more vertically down the field. Jones throws the ball well. Um, the key will be protection as well. Uh, I guess we're speaking on a Thursday, Ross. Uh, we do not know about Andrew Thomas for this week. Um, I think he's out. Okay, well, I, I thought Azudu held up very, very well this past week. Um, and, and the Cards do not have poor pass rushers. They got some guys who do work it well in a Dennis Gardick. He, he's a really interesting pass rusher, but it's not the same as playing the 49ers, obviously. So, you know, that's a factor in the game, but uh, they're starting to use more motion, just like mo- most teams in the league. So I, I thought, in addition to Jones throwing the ball exceptionally well, I thought the Giants did some good things tactically in that second half. But as as I said, it's obviously a, a different deal when you're playing one of the best defenses in the league with, with really good players at all three levels. That's interesting about Daniel Jones. Well, they needed him to. And without Saquon Barkley, I'm assuming, Greg, they're going to have to have him throw a little bit more. Yeah, and the reality is, and you saw this toward the end of last season, um, Brian Dable is is clearly making the, the move, the evolution of the offense to Daniel Jones. This team, if they're going to be a really good team, and obviously they made the playoffs a year ago, and we'll see how this year plays out, but this will be a, have to be a Daniel Jones offense, not a Saquon Barkley offense, for this team to get to where they obviously would like to go. Some of the other games I'm intrigued by, Tennessee-Cleveland, you know, Cleveland loses Nick Chubb, uh, which is devastating. But just watching them, Greg, and I don't know how much you got a chance to watch Monday night or if you've yep. gone through the tape yet, I'm, I'm starting to lose faith that Deshaun Watson's going to get back to form in Kevin Stefanski's offense. And I, no, I, don't, and I, mean, I think that's Desha- a, Deshaun's yeah. not going anywhere, so they're going to bring in a new coach then, I would guess. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a reasonable concern based on the tape from last year and two games this year. You know, and the interesting thing watching the tape is I don't think it's a case where he doesn't know what he's looking at. You know, that's very often the case with quarterbacks is you just sense that they're not sure what they're looking at. I don't know if that's the issue with Deshaun. To me, when I watch the tape, the biggest issue has been his ball location. He has been all over the place, Ross. I mean, some are too high, too low, too deep, too wide. His, his The lower half of his body, the mechanics, the footwork, terrible. He gets too wide on many of his throws. Um, his base is too wide. Um, it's just he's missing routine NFL throws. And, you know, at some point you have to make those throws. You can't miss the layups. Um, and now we don't know what their run game will look like. Obviously, they signed Kareem Hunt. Um, they have Ford, who was, uh, I guess, in his second year, maybe. Uh, but he was a player I liked coming out of the University of Cincinnati. Uh, neither one of those guys, though, is Nick Chubb. Few are. And neither one of those guys are volume back. So they're going to have to sort of mix and match to try to get that worked out. But Watson has just really struggled with his ball location. That's interesting. Um, because I feel like a lot of times it is guys aren't seeing things great or it's the offense, but if it's, if he knows where to go with the ball and he just, you know, and he had some, like that one sideline throw to Amari Cooper was really good. I mean, he has some good throws, but he has moments. Yep. He has, I mean, when I say what I said, it's not that every single throw, and you know, Ross, nothing's a hundred percent or nothing is never. When you talk about these kinds of things, it's just overall, He's missing far too many easy throws, and he just looks uncomfortable throwing the ball. Let's talk about Atlanta and Detroit. The Falcons are 2-0. and 
the Lions lost a game that you wonder if that cost them later in the year at home against yeah. Seattle. Now the Lions are pretty beat up, and I guess what I appreciate, Greg, about the Falcons is they just kind of know who they are, and yeah. they don't apologize for it. What jumps out to you with these two teams in this game? I'm loving me some B. John Robinson, uh, Ross. You know, I, I really liked his tape coming out of Texas last year, and this year through two games. Um, he is fun to watch, and Arthur Smith has always been a really, really good run game coach that goes back to his time as the coordinator in Tennessee with Derrick Henry. Um, so they do some interesting things in the run game. It's not just one thing. Um, and Robinson, you kind of lose track when you watch him, Ross, that he's 215 pounds. I mean, he almost has ballet-like feet. Sometimes it looks like his feet are not even touching the ground the way he runs. Um, he has such easy fluidity and burst and explosiveness, and he never loses his speed even when he's contacted at the second level. Um, and there's a slashing, darting feel to his running. He is just a really, really good back. Um, you know, and you may be familiar with the uh, uh, Matthew Bergeron who came out of Syracuse, and he was a left tackle at Syracuse. He's now a rookie starting for the, them at left guard, and he's a very good run blocker. That's his strength, so that's shored up their O-line. Um, this team runs the ball very, very effectively. I think most people would probably say, and I'm sure it will be true as the season progresses, that they will need more from their pass game. Uh, Ritter has been very up and down through two games. He's going to need to be better for them to really be a quality team as the season progresses. Is it with him, Greg? Is it more still not trusting what he's seeing, or is it ball placement for him, or a little bit of both? No, with him it's more of you get the sense he doesn't see it exactly the way he should. Um, you know, you mentioned that about, you know, you know Watson, that, hey, normally it's guys don't see it. With Watson, it wasn't that. With Ritter, he's just is not seeing it uh, with the speed that you have to and the understanding that you have to. And, again, that doesn't mean it's every snap when he drops back, but there are just too many of those snaps. Their pass game is going to have to get better. And then for Detroit, um, man, golf played so well. I felt like Greg, and then they had to pick six, and that's a big reason why they lost. I was surprised that Seattle scored that many points on the Lions. Yeah, I like Seattle, and, and I'm curious to see as they go forward. Um, they're still uh, playing a good amount out of 12 personnel, which we were uncertain as to what their offense would look like once they drafted Smith and Jigba, but they're still very successful out of 12 personnel. I'm sure everybody's comfortable in that um, uh, in that personnel package. I still think they're going to need to get more from their run game with Kenneth Walker. There's There's moments, there's plays, but I think Pete Carroll in an ideal world would like that run game to be a little more sustaining. It hasn't really had a sustaining feel to it. Let's get to Buffalo and Washington. Washington's 2-0, and Greg. Uh, I don't know that many people expected that, but they are. They played Denver this past weekend. What have you seen from the commanders so far? Yeah, I'm liking what I've seen through two games and, and three overall starts of Sam Howell. Um, Sam Howell is a six-foot quarterback, but he's got an over-the-top delivery in some ways similar to Drew Brees. And I'm not making an apples-to-apples -apples comparison, so I don't want people to think that's the point. But the point is, because he's six feet, 
He needs to get the ball over big offensive and defensive linemen, and he has an over-the-top delivery, and that really helps him. Um, and he is really tough in the pocket, Ross. And, you know, as offensive linemen, the position you play, you love it when your quarterback is going to stand there, stay tough in the pocket. That means you can protect the correct way. Because as you know, when quarterbacks start moving, you know the offensive line gets blamed when bad things happen. But you're, you know you're protecting for the quarterback to run the play as called. Um, and he's really tough in the pocket. He's willing to stand and deliver in the face of pressure. He does not flinch at all. He maintains his base. He steps toward his target. He delivers the ball. He knows what he's looking at. He knows where the ball needs to go. Again, three starts. So I'm not sitting here saying that he's a great quarterback, but this is all we have, and what we have so far has been very, very positive. You know, um, I called the U.S. Army Bowl when he was in it, Greg, and when I first saw him, I, I almost thought he was like a fullback or a linebacker. Yeah. I mean, he's like six foot, maybe six one. He was thick. He was like 225, maybe 230 as a senior in high school. He's like a Thick, powerful, strong guy. He sure is. Yeah. Um, what about the Bills? They got back on track, Greg. Allen looked better. They ran the ball well. I mean, that was more like it. Yeah, and I think it was evident the way they, they uh, played with their pass game that they wanted to get into a rhythm, give Josh Allen some easy throws, simple reads, you know, which is the smart thing to do, get him back feeling comfortable. Um you know, and obviously he did make a few of those special second reaction plays. Those are the ones where more often than not good things have happened. But when he struggles, those are the ones where the bad things happen. So um, we'll see how they progress offensively. You know, their run game was better, but contrary to what people might think, and I watched that tape, it wasn't as if they came out and said, we're going to run the ball. It wasn't really like that. Don't forget they got up big and a lot of the runs occurred in the second half. Um, but they clearly wanted to get Josh Allen into some kind of rhythm. He's not a pure rhythm player. That's the thing with Josh Allen. He's not really that kind of quarterback. He's not a precision rhythm player uh, overall. You know, he can play like that at times, and they're try- I think they're going to try to get him to play like that more often. Yeah, I would say there's a very precise and rhythm to me drinking Labatt Blue Lights, Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday nights, sometimes Sunday afternoons. I always say with your friends, a lot of times it's just me watching football, drinking Labatt Blue Light, if I'm being honest. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Curious, Greg, uh, Denver's playing Miami. 
I got a chance to see your guys Sunday night, the Dolphins offense. Love what they're doing with the burst motion. I think that's what they're calling it, right? Where, you know, the tight end or the receiver sprints to this like to the sideline and then yeah. turns up. I think they're calling it burst motion. Man, that scares the crap out of the corner because it's like Tyree Kill where Waddle has a lot of momentum. All they gotta do is put their foot in the ground and then they're they're already running full speed. Um, as they do that. So they back off so much that the underneath stuff is open, and they ran it well with Mostert. What about the other team, though, in this game? What about Russell Wilson and, and Denver? They've gotten up in two games and had these leads, and then they've blown them. Yeah, and I've watched uh, Russell Wilson in this offense in the first two games under Sean Payton, and I don't think Russell Wilson is playing very well right now. I think he's, you know, don't forget, Sean Payton is a very good offensive coach, very good designer of offense, different personnel packages, different route concepts. And when the ball needs to be thrown, and Russell Wilson just struggles to throw the ball with any sense of timing and rhythm. I can't tell you the number of plays through two weeks, Ross, where he hits his back foot and he just immediately breaks down with no pressure. He just breaks down. And, you know, you can't play quarterback like that in this league. And so what the result of that is, is you tend to, and the term we use is you leave throws on the field that are there to be made. Um, So right now, through two games, he's not playing with any real sense of pocket nuance or precision. He's leaving the pocket way too early, um, or even if he does stay for that extra beat, he's just not seeing what he should be seeing. Uh, So he's struggling right now, and therefore the offense is struggling. It doesn't sound real promising. No, um, and they should have won that. I mean, he missed. They got down on that final field goal drive. This was the drive before the Hail Mary. Um, the final field goal drive, and he missed what should have been a touchdown, um, two touchdowns, on uh, from, from first and goal from the one, and then second and goal from the four. The, both those plays should have been touchdowns. What about the Bears and the Chiefs? Kind of a wild day yesterday, Greg. For the Chicago Bears, all, all all kinds of stuff going on with that organization, with the defensive coordinator resigning, and I'll get into that stuff a little bit later. Um, I think everybody probably wants to know, and I, I, maybe you don't even need to say it. Maybe Justin Fields already said it himself in terms of playing too robotic or how he's playing. It doesn't look good. I, I know that much. Well, I don't know. if I think we all have a sense of what that word means, but we don't really know. So think of it this way. You know, when you drop back, you know, there's a play call, okay? There's a play call with a primary read, a secondary read, um, and that's all based on on what you get from the defense. Play calls are made with an anticipation of a defense. Sometimes you get it. More often than not, you do, but sometimes you don't. So now, as a quarterback, you have to drop back and you eliminate where you're not going to go with the football, okay? You know that based on the defense where you're not going to go with the ball, and then you isolate where you are going to go with the ball, and of course, you, all, you have to do this within, you know, a second and a half, two seconds, two and a half seconds, three seconds tops, okay? That's what quarterback is, and Fields is not doing that very well right now, and there's there's clear opportunities, play calls that clearly worked this past week, and some he looked right at and didn't turn it loose, only he could answer that, but he's probably just not registering what he's seeing. There were other times where 
He just stayed too long. He got stuck on a primary read, and he just stayed on it and stayed on it and didn't eliminate it when it wasn't there. When there was another route to the backside that was wide open, that is part of the progression. So he's struggling right now with just processing and registering what he's seeing. And, you know, again, you can try to frame that any way you want, robotic, mechanical, any word you want to use, but this is what quarterback is, Ross, and you've got to be able to do that and make those throws. Let's talk, Greg. Um, I guess my only question about the Chargers and the Vikings, which is a big game because they're both 0-2, is just the trade for Cam Akers and what what he might be able to bring to Minnesota. I don't know what happened with the Rams, but I am curious about, you know, why you think the Vikings wanted Cam Akers. Well, Kevin O'Connell knows him personally because he was with the Rams in uh, Akers' first year. Akers is a good runner. Again, you and I can't get into the other stuff. I don't know about that. You know, that's not what I do, so I can't speak to it. But obviously it's something. But Cam Makers is a good back. I mean, he is a better back than Kyron Williams, who's now going to be, I guess, the back in L.A. Um, and, and I remember watching him at Florida State. You know, uh, I think it was Florida State. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he just had a really good feel for reading gaps and gap fluidity and where to cut. We Look, last year after he had his issue, he came back and became their number one back, essentially. So he's obviously a talented runner. Um, you know, I... I I assume Minnesota feels through two games that their run game hasn't been what they've wanted it to be, which is fair based on the tape, and they feel they needed another good body to help with the run game. So we'll see how it plays out. They've certainly thrown the ball well. I mean, Kirk Cousins threw the ball really well, and their pass game was very strong versus a banged-up Eagles defense in the Thursday night game. Last question. Monday night, Bucks eagles The Bucks. I mean, they're both undefeated, but the Bucks is more surprising. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on with the Bucks. that's really good. They have a new coordinator in Dave Canales who came from Seattle. Um, and right now he's understanding exactly what Baker Mayfield is. And, again, all we have, Ross, is two games. So I don't want people to take, you know, think that I'm saying Baker's, you know, on his way to uh, the Hall of Fame. But through two games, they start with protection first. And that's critical because Mayfield is a timing rhythm player. The longer he's in the pocket – the, the less comfortable he is. So you need to make sure you protect him so he can play with timing and rhythm. And through two games, the opponents that they've played, they've done a really good job of that. Check him out on social media. He is the man at Greg Cosell. That way you know when the NFL matchup show is. Greg, thank you so much for the time as always. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it, Ross. Thanks. Just like the clock just stopped on the Greg Cosell interview, whenever the game clock stops... That's time to order in with DoorDash. Pizza cravings hit at halftime? Ordering time. Dreaming about tacos during a timeout? Boom, they're on your doorstep. Wait, you want burgers, chips, dips, drinks, and wings instead? Even better. Order on DoorDash and get everything you want delivered without missing a minute of the game. Duck Steaks. All right, Ross, we'll start the Vikings. They sign offensive lineman Dalton Risner, and they swap conditional draft picks with the Rams for running back Cam Akers. Risner. It's Risner, Jack. He could have gone either way there. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they've been a little beat up on the offensive line. He can certainly help at center and guard, uh, and I think they need that right now. You know, even they lost a tackle as well. And then you already heard Greg talk about Cam Akers and what, 
he could bring to the team. Obviously, the Vikings can't run the ball a lick. It is interesting that they had Dalvin Cook. Seemed to me like they could run it pretty well when they had Dalvin Cook. Hmm. Browns, they, they signed running back Kareem Hunt, and the Ravens also bring a running back of their own, Kenyon Drake. Right, so I think Justice Hill hurt his toe, so the Ravens already lost Dobbins. Now Justice Hill hurt his toe, so they're bringing in veteran running backs. Like They got Drake Gordon's already there that they know what those guys can do a little bit. And obviously the Browns, very familiar with Kareem Hunt. He's been there. He knows the offense, which I think is smart if, you know, I mean, he might have to be the backup already in this upcoming game. So you don't want there to be a big ramp-up period for a guy. I think Hunt was waiting for a situation where he thought he could do well and excel, and he found one. Chaos in Chicago. Bears offensive tackle Braxton Jones placed on the IR. Defensive coordinator Alan Williams resigns. And Justin Fields makes comments regarding the coaching and then clarified on it later. Well, now the whole left side of the Bears offensive line is on IR because um, Tavon Jenkins was already on, on IR. So that, that's not good at all. You know, this Alan Williams stuff, there's all kinds of rumors flying about what might be going on with him. That is wild. And then I'm glad Fields clarified it for sure. Uh, But I think, you know, he probably wishes he had used a little bit different phrasing when he was first asked about playing robotic and what he can do better. Saints safety Marcus May was suspended three games for the substance abuse policy, and then the Raiders, they put Edge Chandler Jones on the NFI list. So, Marcus May, that was like a DUI from 2021, but he just recently, I don't know if he pled guilty or no contest or one of them. So the NFL usually waits till the legal process has unfolded. And then Chandler Jones, I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. But he's had some strange social posts, and you know that's one where I feel like there might be some type of uh, medical issue there or something. Here's what I know. We're in the fourth quarter of the podcast. The fourth quarter is where the magic happens. It's where games are won, where champions are made. In business, it's where sales teams like you become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub. To give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win their Q4. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. And smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. So get ready to dominate Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com sales. And we got a game tonight, Jack. Oh, it shoot. Will... I knew there was something that I met. I'm sitting here thinking that I'm like, oh, I don't see any more takes. I'll, I'm sorry. I will introduce this one for you, Ross. Giants 49ers. What are we thinking? Yeah, it's all good, man. Um, I'm thinking <laughs> 49ers are going to win the game. Giants are pretty beat up. I do agree with Fezzik on the Even Money podcast that, you know, the Giants staying out there this week helps them. I just think they're too beat up to expect them to win this game. Uh, I don't know, 27-17 Niners, probably something like that. Uh, Hopefully it's a close competitive game, so it's entertaining for us. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I think we're done here. 
for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV Plus, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out to MyFrontPageStory.com. Man, I love getting the emails, the pictures, the social media posts from people that get these gifts for their loved ones. It's awesome. Love BackOfficeSchedule.com, Go-Bangles.com, SteakhouseSports.com, HumanHeadNYC.com, Sportaculture, and Pizza Boy Brewing.